0: Hi, my name is uh, Rishi Kumar. I'm based out in Silicon Valley, running for Congress from Silicon Valley's District 18. I'm a high tech geek. I work in the high tech for many, many years, IBM Cisco. But uh, really what I've done over the last uh, few years is as an elected leader, taken on some of the big challenges and stepping up and addressing them. And last year I was running for re-election for the Saratoga City Council and we actually got the most votes uh, in the history of our city because we believe in people-centric, citizen-centric behavior and stepping up for the tough challenges. Fearless politics is what I call it. It doesn't matter whether you go left or right, but you have to move forward and address the challenges of the people. And that's the reason why we are running for Congress.
1: So you used to work for like uh, tech companies. How did you end up in politics?
0: Yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting because I never thought I would be in the world of politics, but I was really enjoying solving problems. Yeah. And when I would see something happen locally, I've always been an activist. I would step up and do something, whether it was in the school district or with uh, helping out the seniors. So it became like my calling. You know, I discovered that I was very happy. I was finding some internal joy when I was out there stepping up and uh, trying to help out. And this is the reason why we are now running for Congress as well. Mm-hmm. What do you think is
1: the biggest problem in politics right now?
0: Well, I think it's the big money in politics. You know, I think uh, our elected leaders are not response, uh, uh, sorry, responding to the people and they are responding more to the special interest groups. And that's the big challenge, which is actually impacting everything. Like if you look at healthcare, our price of healthcare has skyrocketed in the United States. When you look at insulin, it's uh, got a thousand percent in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. When you look at the price of insulin, it's $600 a year, $676 here in the United States, it's $60 in Mexico. You yeah know. yeah so there, yeah, there think... are a huge challenges and so that's the reason why we have to fix the issues we have with big money in politics
1: mm-hmm. oh, you know it's actually interesting there's um there's like a politician who who went across the border i think it might have been bernie sanders actually he went across the border with a bunch of diabetic patients and it's then they burning. bought insulin in canada and then it was like it was like like less than a hundred dollars for each person like year supply exactly. uh, that was really exactly yeah so what are your big like uh, Thing. What are, you, what are you running on? What's your platform?
0: So, so let's talk about four things. So, you know, we we'll talk about uh, local, regional, national, and then uh, global. So, the local local issue is crime. You know, we have had burglaries that have gone up pretty much in every city, and whether I'm in the city of Atherton or Los Altos Hills or Saratoga or Los Gatos, people are very concerned with the growing uh, crime, and so that's that's a local issue that we will will work on. And that's my track record in Saratoga. We dropped our burglaries by 50 percent that no other city in Silicon Valley had accomplished by just focusing on it for a couple of years. What exactly did you do? So for the burglaries, we firstly started engaging the community. You know, it's part of the responsibility of an elected official is to inform the people, create awareness of what the ch- issue is, what the challenge is, and how can you create a solution on that? So we started having neighborhood meetings. We had over hundred neighborhood meetings talking about crime and burglaries and we talked about what was going on, the modus operandi of how these break-ins are happening and what we needed to do. We rolled out a safety tips flyer, a top 25 safety tips, something that people could look and act upon very quickly, like putting cameras outside your front door, putting cameras in the backyard, putting like glass sensors in your house, very simple tips and hints in terms of what they could do to protect their home. I called up the CEO of ring.com and I said, look, I really like your product, I just installed it in my house I would like to get a 70% discount for my city. Mm. And he he laughed at that, but we ended up getting a 30% discount. So in Mm. our city, people adopted the product. You know, a few thousand uh, devices of ring.com have been deployed in our city, which really created awareness because people started seeing cameras popping up and they said, oh, there might be a problem. And they all started acting up. They started Mm. locking the fence gates. Some neighborhoods actually put up cameras at the front entrance of the neighborhood Mm. with a big sign announcing these cameras. So that's how, when we create awareness, when we take specific action, we were able to drop crime inside. That's that's very interesting. Uh, calling ring CEO, that's that's like sounds like a very perfect Silicon Valley thing to do. You got all these companies here, they can help protect the people. That's exactly right, because when someone like me from the world of tech jumps into politics, we have a completely different viewpoint mm-hmm. of what could be done you know, we are not the career politician, we are not the established politician. What we are trying to do is apply the high tech framework of making things cheaper, faster, better, which is really what I did in my first term in in the city council. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why people end up voting the way they did in supporting my re-election run. So that was a huge confidence boost for me that, you know, I really didn't know how it would turn out, but my take is very simple. If you are stepping up and and protecting the people, bringing people-centric values and beliefs into the system, the whole politics in this country will be changed, and we will be steered in the right direction.
1: Yeah. So I remember, I know like um so we don't have like a whole lot of time, but um so we we'll go maybe we'll go to th- into
0: some specifics. So let me finish up the regional. Yeah. Then yeah. we have the uh, the regional issue that we are working on is transportation. Yeah. That's that's what the, I was going to say. The commute times have gone out of whack, and we need to design a better system, which is not the bullet train. We have mm-hmm. to design something which is zero greenhouse gas, yeah. eco friendly system of transportation which can also be rolled out fairly quickly. When you try to put railroad tracks through communities, you know, litigation Mm -hmm. happens, you can't do it. So we need to design a system not only for Silicon Valley, but also for America, Mm -hmm. because the transportation system is broken right now. You know, we have a huge challenge. Pretty much every city you go to, there's a huge challenge. Then the uh, national issue we work on is healthcare, like we already talked about. And then the global issue is obviously climate change.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, so, like, going back to transportation, like, have you heard of this study where it found, like, the number one thing for people like coming out of poverty to lift people out of poverty was like like there was like a few of them but like the biggest thing was access to transportation yep. yeah. very true very true
0: i i totally believe in that and that's what that's the reason why i think when you are able to roll out a fast efficient transportation system you will create economic opportunities mm-hmm. so what do you have any ideas currently have you guys talked about anything specific for transportation? yes we talk about creating a mega silicon valley Because the housing is a huge issue, Mm -hmm. and uh, we talk about expanding housing, but you cannot really expand housing without proper urban planning. So you have to think of transportation. So what we talk about is actually expanding the housing in different parts of California, because we have plenty of open land. And when you go to Modesto, Stockton, the home prices are much cheaper than Silicon Valley. Expand out the housing there, and then build out this high-speed transportation grid connecting these cities. Then what happens is you are creating a startup economy in Modesto, Stockton, Sacramento, Bakersfield, Fresno, and you have really quadrupled the economy of Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, there's a, yeah, I know San Francisco used to have, like, a very good train uh, system before they got turned out. I guess this goes back to, to your whole thing about um, how, like, the money in politics is, is the root of all of these problems. Like, uh, I remember San Francisco's uh, tram, like, system, they got taken out because uh, of the lobby from the car companies, and that happened across all of America. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, very true yeah you know um, like the United States like has like obviously very abysmal like transportation public transportation like Amtrak like loses billions every year but but their freight transportation America has the one of the best freight transportations in the entire world like for like for cargo so like did you ever like think of, so so I guess my question is what what do you think is uh, gonna be a solution to, to transportation like trains or like yeah. uh, individual like self-driving cars something yeah. like that?
0: So the autonomous car, that movement is already happening. So maybe in like 10 to 20 years, we'll have a full-scale autonomous car in in the United States and in the world, right? So that problem, it doesn't need to be addressed. But in the 1920s, we did the uh, railroad systems, 1920s, 1930s. In the 1950s, we started the freeway systems. And since then, we haven't done anything. So it's the opportunity for the United States to innovate with transportation. Now, I like Elon Musk. You know, he talks about the Hyperloop. He's built out a tunnel here, right here in L.A., in uh, underneath spacex 1.2 mm-hmm. mile tunnel and uh I, I was there for the inaugural run and it's actually a pretty neat idea he's got the boring machine which actually builds these tunnels at one percent of the price of per mile of a bullet train it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's the it's the cost economic way to go about doing this kind of thing so if you build out a transportation grid let's say it's the hyperloop zero greenhouse gas you know, energy-efficient system of transportation, mass transportation, which can get a lot of people going. So when you look at Stockton to San Jose, currently it takes two hours with no traffic. It'll take you like three to four hours with peak peak rush hour traffic. But with a Hyperloop system, you could drop it down to 13 minutes. Mm -hmm. He's actually building a tunnel between New York and DC that'll drop the commute time to 26 minutes. That's phenomenal. I think we need to innovate with transportation. We can make it better. That's the huge opportunity we have. So you think
1: boring. Uh, so some people obviously said like Elon Musk, he gets all kinds of like stuff for like his like crazy ideas. But you think boring, like this boring company, like that's a very viable solution for Silicon
0: Valley. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you like whenever I bring this up, I'm talk, chatting with people about 45 minutes. You know, next thing you know, this, yeah. this is a very interesting topic, yeah. right? But I'll give you an example. Why does the price per mile of a of a, of a tunnel mm. by Elon Musk is 1%? comparison to a bullet train right so what he does is with this boring machine it's the it's the efficient way you know he's got a mechanical system that is building those tunnels but the, the earth the mud that he scoops out he turns it into bricks and he sells mm-hmm. it in the open market mm-hmm. right this is what innovators do they will bring down the price and it's not one percent yet it's actually ten percent but what elon musk has said is i can bring it down to a percent you know yeah Yeah. It's economies of scale yeah yes, exactly
1: yeah there's uh, actually when the, the first subway i believe was london like, they had their two methods. They could either just straight up dig a hole through the ground or they could, like, just dig through the entire thing, like, just dig a whole, like, canal and then they have to cover back up. Super inefficient. And it was, lit- it was, like, the only reason they were able to do that was because the British Empire had so much access to resources. It would be impossible today. Right. Yeah. So then here, like, it's not um, a big part of your platform, but I just wanted to ask you as a politician. Uh, there was um, uh, Santa Clara shooting um, yesterday or two days ago. It was, like horrible again, but what do you think about, like, um, gun control, school shootings? What's your position
0: on that? So, you know, I think we see uh, our parents are feeling very unhappy, very, they're feeling very unsafe with their kids in schools, because, you know, I mean, these shootings are happening in in probably schools that you never expected to, right? So it's a huge concern right now in America. American students are dying. I mean, little kids in Connecticut died because of gun violence. So we have to stop it. And how do we stop it? You know, to some extent, I think we have to have a meeting of minds and hearts between the Democrats and the Republicans. You know, we have to understand that is a problem, and we have to go about doing this. Now, how do you go about doing it? So, I'll give the analogy of the car industry. So, uh, the the car, the automobile industry, came up with the uh, the policy enforcement, right? It, they were asked to put seatbelts in the car, and because their policies and uh, there's a policy, you have to go and do it. So, it increases the price tag a little bit, but they said, okay, we'll do it. And there was no policy to actually use the seatbelts. But then they see the data on that, the fatalities dropped. Then they said, let's make it a policy to make sure you wear a seatbelt, fatalities dropped again. Then they said, put a a steering wheel airbag, side airbags, fatalities dropped, right? So if you go about slowly and gradually, you can actually reduce this. You can't do everything in one fell swoop. I think that's probably difficult to do. But if we go about slowly and gradually fixing the little issues that we have, we can change the system. system. What do you think?
1: Um, so, what do you think about climate? Just like, obviously, California there's a lot for climate change, but here's like a particularly divisive issue: um, nuclear nuclear energy. What
0: What are your thoughts on nuclear energy? Yeah, I, you know, I think uh, the impacts of something wrong happening has a huge impact on the the environment, and uh, and that's why I'm a little worried about that because the Chernobyl uh, disaster yeah. is still fresh on people's minds. Then you, so so I, I think we have to be careful. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah but i believe there's
1: like a like a lot of scientists like uh, like energy scientists they're saying that like like obviously renewables are very very imp- they're like crucial to getting um getting us onto like off of fossil fuels but like you've ever heard of the duck curve like as soon uh it's it's like it's the duck curve like of energy production so as soon like so new renewables are very active during the day like uh, like wind and solar especially in the afternoon times but then like that's when um, yeah. demand is lowest. The demand increases when people come home from yeah. work. At the same time the sun is setting. So, so that's the problem with renewables. So fusion, like fusion energy,
0: is like one of the ways to get around this. So. Right. But you can compensate for that with battery packs, right? Mm-hmm. And I yeah, think yeah. the battery packs in the next ten ten years, that market is going to explode. Actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like
1: Tesla's already got their exactly. their factory. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Uh, I think we're wrapping up here, but
0: no, I, I think uh, you know, fundamental component of my campaign is the fact that we don't take any special interest group and pack money, because I truly believe that politics in this country has been sabotaged by special interest groups. The the agendas of the American people are not being addressed, and uh, and uh, this is really what is playing out over the last uh, many many decades now, and we have to fix that, and we have to shift the cultural system that we have in the world of politics and and where does that come from it comes from the voters you know they got to believe that this is a problem and they need to support the right kind of candidates you know and if that happens then we'll shift the policies back to people-centric and people-centric i hope that happens yeah very soon
1: yeah i think i just want to say like i think this i think the, the fact that like politicians um nothing against politicians but um it's just that like when once the voters decide to change their mind once they reach a critical mass then the politicians will will focus on that's that I guess that's the you believe that's the job of a politician to, to do exactly what your voters want so when they change their mind you change their mind exactly yeah like uh, obama actually like uh, years before like, i think at the beginning i think it might have been at the beginning of his race he was against gay marriage like he wasn't he wasn't against uh, homosexuality, but he was against gay marriage. But uh, like during the time of the campaign, it switched. So over half of Americans were supporting that. So then he switched his position as well. So like yeah, that's I guess that's the mark of a good politician, even though it might seem kind of shifty. But it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so Great. much. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much for inviting yeah. me. Good luck on your race. Thank you.